The Leslie Marshall Show, the only true democracy in talk radio, of, for, and by you, the people. Live nationwide and streaming live at LeslieMarshallShow.com. Call in with your thoughts at 888-6-LESLIE. Here to set you free. How you doing? I'm Leslie Marshall. Good afternoon and welcome or welcome back to the only true democracy in talk radio. Uh, this afternoon, we've uh, had our ripped from the headlines and coming up later in the hour, as we do at the end of every hour of the program, we'll be hearing live from talk media news from our nation's capital. Uh, joining us as a guest in this hour is an international lawyer with 35 years experience working on high profile cases in emerging markets. His law firm, Amsterdam and Partners LLP, that has offices in London overseas and here in our nation's capital in D.C., is frequently sought after for its unique practice areas that explore synergies between public international law, international criminal law, and political advocacy. He has a new book out. It's called Empire of Deceit Unveils Misconduct and Misuse of Taxpayer Funds and Visa Program at Gulen Affiliated Charter Schools. Robert Amsterdam is our guest. Good afternoon, Robert. Welcome to the program. Thank you for joining us. Empire of Deceit, an investigation of the Gulen Charter School Network. First of all, why did you decide uh, to write this? Why is this important to you? Well, I think, I think there's a few reasons. One, uh, the client, we were hired by Turkey, asked us to write a book describing the Gulen Network. Um, secondly, I have to say, when the Turks asked us to do this, I really doubted the information they were supplying to us. They were telling us that there was some imam in Pennsylvania that had uh, dozens and dozens of schools in the United States, and they believed this imam was was funding the possibility of a, you know, some sort of uprising in Turkey. And this was a year before the coup. And it sounded completely, uh, uh, you know, like a conspiracy theory to me. And uh, I told them I would check it out and decide. And it took me a very short amount of time to realize that what they were saying was true, that this organization based out of Turkey, well, based actually now out of the United States, had set up, if you can believe it, as of today, 200 charter schools with 80,000 students receiving almost a billion dollars in taxpayer money, importing thousands of teachers from Turkey to teach American students math and science, with all of those teachers rebating 40% of their incomes to the imam in Pennsylvania. It's, it's shocking. And what goes on in these schools, which has been covered by a movie called Killing Ed, that's available on the site of empireofdeceit.com is mind-boggling. Uh, tremendous problems in these schools with everything from grade falsification and attendance falsification to bogus construction deals, doubling, tripling, quadrupling rents to sweetheart uh, leasing deals with affiliated Gulen organizations. I mean, the Gulen, the Gulenists have made a science out of fleecing the American taxpayer and, and more importantly, really, endangering uh, 80,000 American students. Uh, what about uh, those that would say this is an attack um, by, by you and others who are critical of their system? And I say that because certainly there are huge problems. I live in Los Angeles, and if you just look at L.A. Unified, 
Um, There are huge problems with our own public school system, certainly many problems with uh, charter schools and and private schools, and some questionable activity, just as you had mentioned with these schools. Um, uh, For those that aren't aren't familiar with the Gulen movement, it's an Islamic transnational religious and social movement um, lived by by a Turkish preacher who does live here in the United States and, and has for many years. What about people that say, well, this is, this, by you and others, this school system is targeted, uh, the Gulen charter schools, simply because they're Muslim, they're Islamic. That's got not, listen, you know, my client is 92% Muslim. This has nothing to do with their religious affiliation. It has to do with the level, I, I think the word deceit is, is the word to use. They are completely non-transparent. They don't admit they're Gulen schools. I mean, one of the important ways of understanding when an organization is, is dangerous, if you will, is when they hide who they are. And the, the most important thing to me as a parent would be to know and make a conscious decision of where I'm sending my children so you can check them out. Well, in these schools' case, they hide behind names like Beehive and Concept and Horizon, and you never know that they're Gulen schools. And, and knowing that they're Gulen schools are important because you're going to have very often unqualified teachers, many of whom don't speak English. You're going to have a tremendous amount of money. We estimate over $20 million taken right out of the budgets simply to pay for immigration lawyers to bring these people over from Turkey. You have these massive political agendas, widespread discrimination against both women in the schools and children with learning disabilities, I mean, the, the track record, they were just graded in Ohio, and, and you know, it was, it was uniformly Ds and Fs. So it's a, it's, a, it's a deeply troubling organization because the part that comes out in the book is that their goal really isn't teaching these kids. Their goal is in expanding the network and, and basically milking the taxpayer for t- tremendous amounts of money to secretly get back to the imam for whatever purposes he may have. Well, first of all, I'm a parent of a nine and 10 year old and my kids go to private school. I went to public school growing up. And the reason I bring this up is when kids go to a private school or a charter school, which is sort of like uh, saddled between public and private for, for all intents purposes of my question. Um, I'm very involved and very aware of what's going on in my kids' lives and in the school. And the one thing I have to say, and, and no offense to the, to the moms and dads out there listening, for those moms or dads that do not work outside the home, they're even more involved than I am because I have a career. I have a job. I have a career. Um, and the reason I say that is, if, if, if a pencil isn't sharpened well enough at the school my kids go to, I get a bloody email about it. I get text messages from the angry mothers. We need to revolt and do something about Seriously, I'm, I, I mean, you know, that's a bit of an exaggeration. But uh, I, 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 can't, I can't even imagine that there is an outrage from any of the parents or has there been because no chi- nobody sends their child to school to fail. Well, I think that's true, but again, the affiliation of the schools is hidden. Often they're in very poor areas where they're extremely grateful that there's any school that they think is is an improvement, uh, and and the parents are, are lower income, less less able to challenge authority, 
And uh, very often, uh, these schools are brought in by politicians or supported by politicians who receive massive donations from the Gulen organization. Once again, uh, the parents don't find this out and don't realize it until it's too late. And, you know, we have situations like we have in Syracuse where we have uh, parents, teachers, uh, and students, uh, many of whom have turned sort of into whistleblowers themselves, who have come to realize how deficient the education is and how odious the management of these schools are. Because all of these schools have majority Turkish boards who manage the schools in some ways secretly in terms of what the goals of the organization are. I have five children. Uh, My wife just left a meeting in respect to one of my children. And uh, part of the reason we did the book, to be very blunt about it, was I felt as a parent uh, this deception was just so awful to to know that it's happening all over the United States with the same problems in terms of the students and the finances in every state of the union. We're going to take a quick break. Uh, when we come back, we'll continue more uh, with our guest, and uh, we'll talk more about this issue. Very interesting, uh, something very different. This is uh, not uh, necessarily making front-page news. And when we come back, we'll talk to Robert Amsterdam about this uh, issue. And um, is it just with the Gulen-affiliated charter schools? How many are there? Where are they? Is Betsy DeVos aware of it? Because this sounds like something Donald Trump would love to use if it helps him say, hey, look, public schools, charter schools, they all suck. We need a voucher program. We'll be back with Robert Amsterdam right after this. Follow him on Twitter at Robert Amsterdam, R-O-B-E-R-T-A-M-S-T-E-R-D-A-M. And listeners can download a digital copy of Empire of Deceit, his new book, at empireofdeceit.com. Back after this. We're back. Our guest is Robert Amsterdam, international attorney and author of Empire of Deceit, an investigation of the Gulen Charter School Network. Robert, thank you for holding a welcome back. How many of these schools are, would you say, in the United States? 200. There are 200 of these schools in the United States. Um, How do or do they differ from other charter schools? Again, like I said, my kids go to private schools, so I'm not really up totally on how the charter school uh, system works. My understanding, at least for some of the schools, is kids had to have a certain GPA to get in. Is that how these schools work? No. Uh, These schools often come to a a place with phony, uh, bogus petitions, uh, many of which have been outed by newspaper journalists, uh, they, they get, they find ways to get authorized, uh, normally by people formally affiliated with the organization. Then, um, they try to build construction contracts or, or engage in leasing, uh, with related parties of particular properties. Uh, and then they bring in, you know, 10 to 30 percent Turkish teachers. Uh, and they uh, they begin by uh, essentially the way the other you know other charter school operators they look they attempt to look and feel like they're a neighborhood school but they're they're in fact anything but that they're controlled by this foreign organization replacing American teachers with uh, foreign teachers on H one Bs and these uh, we have long believed were being done through friendly operators at the U.S. Uh, embassy or consulate in Turkey, 
because very few of these people ever had the qualifications to actually have H1B visas. And so to that extent, they differ greatly. Uh, Turkish is taught um, in, in many of the schools, Turkish culture, which uh, in the United States isn't necessarily that relevant, particularly if you're from a uh, Hispanic or inner-city family. And, um, the, you know, there's a lot of issues with the grading, with the attendance, with the quality of the teachers. Um, and, and to be frank, the level of deceit that is going on in these schools, the hiding of all of the relationships uh, involving the imam and the Gulen organization, leads to a lot of dysfunction within the schools and really serious uh, problems with performance. Well, to me, if if there's any deception, uh, that's wrong across the board, whether it's in this or in this set of charter schools. But regarding the culture, I, I would disagree with you there. And um, we have here in Southern California the largest immigrant uh, documented or otherwise, a uh, population, obviously, in the United States, we have the largest population in the United States. You know, we are the size of, you know, uh, and larger than many nations. Uh, no, no, here, it's nothing to do with being immigrants. It's no, 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 you didn't hear my question. Mr. Amster, you didn't hear my question. You didn't hear my question, because I hadn't asked it yet. Um, uh, but, but my thing is, here we have, we have schools that um, are specifically for uh, children that came here from China, and they speak Chinese, and they uh, teach a Chinese culture, and all children may attend. They don't just have to be a Chinese or of Chinese uh, background. We have Armenian. There's a school actually two and a half miles from where I'm sitting right now uh, that they uh, they teach Armenian. A lot of the teachers are Armenian. I'm just saying it's, it's a similar um, model as when you talk about the Turkish culture um, or the language or those types of teachers. So what I was saying is that I don't have a problem with. Misuse of taxpayer funds, uh, totaling what your book found, at least $243 million. That I have a problem with. My question is, should you perhaps do another book in addition and expand the scope? Because I would imagine there might be some other charter schools misusing taxpayer funds as well. The difference, the difference is, you know, both going back to the, the issue, I have nothing against Turkish schools. The issue is that's not as advertised, especially when you go into uh, lower-income areas where perhaps Spanish could be a much more important addition. Uh, having this level of Turkish culture put onto the school without that kind of disclosure, because people don't understand the very basis of the school is Turkish. That's the area that gives me a concern. And I think the the issue, the next book, we actually have a second book in production, goes to how these schools have expanded so quickly, and that's through the donations of the Gulen organization, who systematically donate to certain politicians who work with them to expand the network. And I think for, from our standpoint, for American readers, that's very important, because for these schools to be growing exponentially, given their record and given how they function, uh, this is a particular outlier to the charter industry. So I think it's, it's, you know, and we've gone to the charter school proponents, and we've said this is an outlier. This is, this, they're not trying to make money. They're trying to make money and use it for a political purpose that is completely undisclosed, and they're doing it in ways that are far more aggressive uh, in terms, I mean, we have a we have a gym in Illinois that is valued at about a million and a half dollars, but through various concoctions, will cost the taxpayer forty one million dollars. I mean, 
the scope of what we found that you can see in Empire of Deceit is is beyond really beyond comprehension that this is going on in the United States. It, it is. And I know there are some people out there saying, so how come you and others have uncovered this and nobody has before? I mean, for example, somebody like, you know, Betsy DeVos or any other education prior, whether it's a Democrat or Republican in power. And, and, and if I can add to a, a back end to that question, do we know who these schools pockets they're lining in the political sector? Does it happen to be Democrat, Republican or are they equal opportunity givers? Oh, they're equal opportunity. I mean, they were huge funders of Hillary Clinton's campaign and the, the Clinton Foundation. In fact, they were caught on the back foot when Trump won, and now they've they've gone and, ha- and hired every possible Republican lobbyist that could be near Trump. But something to understand as well is that charter schools in this country are becoming, in a way, almost a cult. I mean, in Texas, where there are 70 of these schools, it's impossible to challenge. I mean, there is the, the, the issue of charter school accountability has to be one of the foremost issues in the United States, and that's just not for these schools. It's for all of the charter schools. And very little is being done. And every time uh, people like the Oklahoma auditor issued a report on these schools or the uh, auditor in Buffalo issues a report, nothing is done. So there really is an issue of how do we, how do we move the bar on political accountability. And and have you um you know taken this because I would this is to me something that sounds right up Trump's alley and speaks to a lot of what you know uh there especially those on the left in the Democratic Party have um been angry with him about in, in regards to uh, education and in regards to his choice to head up the Department of Education. We haven't. I mean, to be frank, we've been spending all of our time uh, doing the research in the belief that, that people who are more politically adept in the United States would would take up the charge when they see, you know, it's, a, it's almost a 700-page book. When they see this, uh, they would take up the charge. So we haven't, but certainly we intend to put it in the right hands. And you said you have you have, you said you have another book coming out. We only have one minute left. What do you want to leave our listeners with, and what is your goal in this, Mr. Amsterdam? Look, the, the goal of both myself and my clients, the Turkish government, is that Americans should open their eyes to a covert organization that is attempting to educate American children in ways that are absolutely not consistent with public education in this country, and that represents a danger, actually, to the national security of the United States, and it needs to be looked at. I know, I know we only uh, had uh, one minute. I just want to ask, can I ask one more question, Mark? Is that possible? Uh, please, just one more before we go to break or push the break. Um, the Turkish government, uh, it's a, a rocky relationship the United mm-hmm. States has had and currently does have. And it, it, why doesn't, I mean, the, the leader of Turkey could pick up the phone and call a Donald Trump. Why isn't the, the, the Turkish government communicating this or with the American government or have they? The president handed the president of Turkey handed President Trump this book, so he has done everything he can. Thank you for being with us, Mr. Amsterdam. Thank you for all of the research you've done, and thank you for sharing uh, this book with me and with our listeners today, and obviously uh, for writing it and putting it out there because 
that's definitely something no one else is doing with regard uh, to this issue. Like I said, folks, the book is Empire of Deceit, <clears throat> an investigation of the Gulen Charter School Network. He is Robert Amsterdam. Follow him on Twitter at Robert Amsterdam and download a digital copy, copy excuse me, of Empire of Deceit at empireofdeceit.com. How to show up with Coca-Cola energy. You're tired and you're thinking of canceling on your friends. Don't do it! Every time you cancel on a friend, a unicorn loses its horn and becomes a regular horse. Do you really want that on your conscience? Instead, grab an ice-cold can of Coca-Cola energy with delicious Coke taste and reinvigorating energy. Keep the unicorns alive! Show up every day with Coca-Cola energy. Energy you want, taste you love.